Hi, this is Father Neil here, and welcome to the February 26th episode of the podcast Catechism with Father Neil. So today, quite appropriately for Ash Wednesday, we'll be looking at numbers 391 to 395 of the Catechism. 2. The Fall of the Angels. Paragraph 391. Behind the disobedient choice of our first parents lurks a seductive voice opposed to God, which makes them fall into death out of envy. Scripture and the Church's tradition see in this being a fallen angel called Satan, or the devil. The Church teaches that Satan was at first a good angel made by God. The devil and the other demons were indeed created naturally good by God, but they became evil by their own doing. 392. Scripture speaks of a sin of these angels. This fall consists in the free choice of these created spirits who radically and irrevocably rejected God and his reign. We find a reflection of that rebellion in the tempter's words to our first parents. You will be like God. The devil has sinned from the beginning. He is a liar and the father of lies. Paragraph 393. It is the irrevocable character of their choice and not a defect in the infinite divine mercy that makes the angels' sin unforgivable. There is no repentance for the angels after their fall, just as there is no repentance for men after death. 394. Scripture witnesses to the disastrous influence of the one Jesus calls a murderer from the beginning, who would even try to divert Jesus from the mission received from his Father. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. In its consequences, the gravest of these works was the mendacious seduction that led man to disobey God. 395. The power of Satan is, nonetheless, not infinite. He is only a creature, powerful from the fact that he is pure spirit, but still a creature. He cannot prevent the building up of God's reign. Although Satan may act in the world out of hatred for God and his kingdom, in Jesus Christ, and although his action may cause grave injuries of a spiritual nature and indirectly even of a physical nature to each man and to society, the action is permitted by divine providence, which with strength and gentleness guides human and cosmic history. It is a great mystery that providence should permit diabolical activity, but we know that in everything God works for the good of those who love him. Okay, very well, so we have this passage on the fall of the angels, on the devil, and obviously it's not a very cheerful or nice passage, yet it is a passage that we need. This explanation of evil, this evil that we have to confront, and speaking here that not only do we have the original sin of Adam, but before this we have the rebellion of the angels, that some of the angels rebelled against God and made an irrevocable choice, a choice that cannot be gone back on, to reject God. 
and this is the uh, this is the origin of Satan. This is the origin of the tempter, the one who comes to uh, present us with very attractive options, but options that are against God's will, options that ultimately will hurt us, because this is what Satan wants to do. He wants to hurt us. He wants to deprive us of God. And he comes with very attractive theories, very nice-sounding suggestions to us, but suggestions that ultimately are not love. They might appear like love, but they are not love. They might appear as if they give life and joy and peace and happiness, but in the end all they engender is hatred and bitterness, and above all else, loneliness. The devil is a separator. He wants to separate us. He wants to have us alone, apart from God, to break our communion with God and to break our communion with each other. And all of this from not knowing our place. That many times the fathers of the church say that um, Satan rebelled against God, that he would not serve, non serviam in Latin, which is from the beginning of Jeremiah 2.20, where the, where the devil will not serve. He refuses to be number two. Being the most beautiful creature that God ever made, this Lucifer, this angel of light, being fantastic, being as close to perfect as possible, and yet not as perfect as God himself, and yet not as beautiful as God himself. This number two position wasn't good enough for him, and he had to rebel. He felt uh, that he could rebel and take God's place, which he couldn't do. That's the other thing we have to always realise. That even though we can be strongly tempted, even though these temptations can seem to be impossible to resist, they're never beyond our strength. God always gives us the strength to reject them, the strength to deny Satan, the strength to cling to God, and to see that Satan is really like a muzzled dog. He can be fierce, he can be barking at us, but ultimately he's muzzled and he cannot resist very simply, our repentance. Today, Ash Wednesday, we're called to repent. We're called to admit that we are sinners. We're called to admit that we have done wrong and to come back to God. And that our repentance, the humility of admitting that we have messed up, the humility of going to confession if we need to confess our sins, this humility will overcome evil. Evil isn't overcome by strength. Evil isn't overcome by our intelligence. Evil is overcome by our humility. And this humility comes to us as a special grace from Jesus Christ. So tomorrow we'll continue and we'll look at numbers 396 to 401. God bless.